G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Want to win in life's challenges? To know the will of God and have more passion for Him? Practical help right now with Tark Barner and Running With Fire. I've been saying all week, if you need a miracle, a breakthrough, an answer to prayer, then I believe what we've been sharing throughout the course of the week, well, this week is a significant key for this. Matthew 18 verse 19 says, I say to you, if two agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. The prayer of unity. When people pray together, there's something amazing that takes place. It's not surprising. Jesus said in Mark 11, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. More than anything else, God's church should be a place of prayer. And the reason that needs to be a place of prayer is that is what releases the incredible, supernatural, miraculous power of God. If we want to see a community change, a nation change, then I believe a praying church is the answer. It was Ian Bounds who said that a person who can pray is the mightiest instrument God has upon the earth. Imagine if you've got two people who can pray together. That will be an even more mighty instrument that God has upon the face of the earth. Praying together is a formidable force and a key, I believe, to revival. Let me share with you three passages that tell us the power of the early church, the power that behind it was united prayer. That's why the early church was so powerful. It changed the known world. Acts 1.14, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Acts 2 verse 2, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Acts 2.42, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in prayer. Acts 4.31, when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. The power of the early church was prayer. The power of today's church is still prayer. People who pray dictate the course of history. History in their own personal lives, in their family, in their workplace, in their friends, in a community, a city, even a nation. There was a church in Shanghai. had 60 people. Never grew for years and years and years. Then they decided to break into 10 groups of six people. And they're all assigned to pray an hour a day. And they assumed, of course, that everyone was ready to pray with others since that was a normal part of the New Testament church. They saw it as a contradiction in terms that a New Testament believer would not join the church in prayer. So, hey, they all prayed. So 60 people for many years. Many of them were farmers, many of them self-employed. So one group prayed from 8 till 9, next 9 till 10, and right through. Every day, continuous united prayer in groups of six. The first year, this church of 60 had 114 water baptisms. The second year, they had 200 baptisms. Only one thing had changed. They are now uniting together in prayer, and there come an exponential increase of God's power. If you have family or friends or children that need to be saved, then listen to this research. Donald McGraven 
devoted 15 years to studying growing churches, traveled the world, he found one common factor. Some had evangelists, others had good buildings, there were other factors, but the one common factor to all rapidly growing churches was they had groups of Christians who met together regularly to pray for non-Christian people by name. Wow. Two key factors that we see here. United prayer and praying for the unsaved by name. You know, names mean a lot to God. You're not just a number. I'm not just a number. We are individuals with a name. Your unsaved friend or relative or child or parent is not just one of billions, but is an individual with a name. And it's a person that Jesus loves so much that he died on the cross for them. That's why it's important to pray for people by name. A number of years ago, we did this in our church at Church Unlimited. We got people to write out the names of unsaved people on a piece of paper, a form. We gathered those in and we prayed over those most weeks. We were amazed at how many of those listed gave their lives to Christ. Some of them were unsaved husbands and children. When you unite together in prayer and pray for unsaved people by name, the prayer of agreement is able to release another level of prayer. And as a result of that, many of these people come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. There is great power in the prayer of agreement. Mark Barner is the Senior Pastor of Church Unlimited in Auckland, New Zealand. For more information, to make contact or to listen again, look for Running With Fire at our website, vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.